Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another Picnic Table Ant Chat. We're just going to give it a few minutes to let a couple more people sign on, and then we will crack on. Hello, Hood. Hello, Ant Ramblings. Creepy Boy 9. Thanks for joining us all this evening, or morning, depending on where you are in the world. Currently on 11 viewers. Wow. Yeah, I do apologize for the late coming on. We've had a little bit of uh, technical issues with microphones and stuff, but it should all be sorted now. Can't wait any longer. Uh, hi, Ryan from Antscape. Nice to see you here as well, buddy. Right, so let's just get started now. So I am Tom from Ants on the Rock. This is the Picnic Table Ant Chat. Welcome back to another week of live streaming. Today we have Ants England as a guest speaker and a little bit of an interview. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Ants England. Hi, my name's Sadie and you probably know me as Ants England. Brilliant. So we've got a few questions for you here already, and I'm sure we'll probably get a few more in the stream. So let's just crack on with the first one, shall we? Yes. So nice and easy. When did you start keeping ants and what got you into it? Well, I started keeping ants about uh, five years ago, but I only kept one colony of Lassius nigers, and that was it. And then yeah, anytime exactly. someone came around my house, I would hide them away and I wouldn't tell anyone. I was embarrassed. And it wasn't until about two years ago I started taking it more serious and started getting different colonies and things like that. Yeah, that's fair. So did you get many colonies? Did it start slow after that two years? Did you get like one or two or did you just go mad and get loads and loads? I've tried to do it gradual because I worry about how fast they're going to grow and if I'm going to be able to do the upkeep. But I did... I went mental on Mirica at first. So I just okay. thought, I thought, I need all the Mirica species. So I got Mirica rubra and then Mirica rugonodius and then Mirica scabronodius. And then, and then I thought, right, oh. I best start saying kills. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I bet they're really exciting. Yeah, I do love the red ants. I think they're like, especially with yeah. feeding time, they're so aggressive and like they're action packed yeah. colonies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think you've got the right idea, though, because a lot of ant keepers kind of dive in, get 20 different colonies and not quite realise the space and time requirements of such a massive undertaking, you know. So I think you've got the right idea of adding them in slowly. Yeah. Because you have to... So also then expand your workstation as well it's not just the colonies and what, yeah. what they need it's the room they take off in your house yes it does yes so in my my ant room started off as one shelving unit now i have six or seven and multiple huge tanks in other rooms and it's taken over the house slowly yeah definitely yeah right so next question do you have any other pets? Yeah, I have a demonic chihuahua. 
called oh. Frederico, and he is he is pure evil to everyone apart from me. But if That's... any of the ants get out, he'll eat them. Kind of good and bad escape prevention, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah, he stopped from getting any further than the living room. But I, frankly, yeah. not many escaped. But in the early days, it was a different story. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. I don't have any other pets. Well, apart from other inverts and stuff. But I don't have any dogs or cats or anything like that. Bit of a shame. Dogs well, are we, awesome pets. Yeah, yeah. Like we grew up with, like cats and dogs and mice and tortoises and rabbits and like we had a lot of pets just growing about, up. Loads of fish tanks. Just about everything going by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah. need to go to the zoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what my house is like now. Yeah, it's eventful. Yeah, 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 I bet it is. Okay, uh, next question. Do you have a favourite species? Oh, I was dreading this question because I was trying to answer it in my head earlier with my daughter. And if I, ha I have a favourite out of the natives, and that would be the Niagers, just because I've had them the longest. But then I also yeah. love the Ruvra for their aggression. Yeah. But if it's out yeah. of my... Campanotus is on looks, it will be the ones with the gold bums, the, the oh, Cruentatus or something. But the okay. Nikos, the Nikos have got a win, they're such fast growing. Yeah, yeah, Nikos are very fast growing, and yet again, beautiful little ants as well. Yeah, your camera's frozen, someone's saying in the chat. Yeah, I've just read that. Is it still frozen? Can someone give me a comment and let me know if it's still frozen? Nico's a good... Yeah, Ant Hood, you are the Nico master, in my opinion. Your colony is just ridiculous. <laughs> um, obviously, it did have that little die-off. It was, it, was, it was Ant's... Yeah, it was Ant's fault that I got them. Seeing his colony, like, grow yeah. insanely, I think that's what made me do it so it's his fault yeah 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 i mean absolutely crazy colony i'm just gonna see if i can sort my camera out i don't know why it's frozen for everyone else but it's still working for me um so <laughs> blame me. yeah we're gonna blame you for a lot Hood. that's what you're there for buddy if my camera starts working again someone just let me know through the comments please I'm just going to keep working on it and keep going through. It doesn't really affect the stream that much, does it? Okay, so next question I've got for you is another little hard one. Do you have a favourite nest or setup? Oh, is this one going to cause trouble with shops? <laughs> um, no, I like... no, no, no. I like the acrylic nests. So I've yeah. all, like my favourite's always been the Ant Boy UK nests. Yeah. More so I, I have to do my ant keeping on a budget. So I like the fact that you can take them apart, clean them, they're as good as new. Just change the sponge. But I also don't mind creating my own setups to save money and like do yeah. the test tube setups, the nap 
natural setup, so you just need a tank. I think it's then I could have more money to spend on ants and then <laughs> I can increase my colonies over all the other bits and bobs. But I do, um, I was talking to Hood the other day about yeah. um, my daughter's got tiny, tiny ants and I was worried about them escaping and things like that. But he's a, he gave me advice to get a wakushi nest. So I think I might yeah. try wakushi nest because I've, I've not really got into the 3D printing nests and or anything like that. So might as well give it a go. If you're going to give it a go, you might as well go for one of the, the best companies. Oh, no, he's left. It's just me. No, no, sorry. I'm going to stop messing about with this in a minute. Is my camera working yet, though? Uh, what yeah, a nightmare. What a nightmare. Backfading. There we go. We are still live, aren't we? Yes. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry yes. about that, everyone. Right. Hopefully the camera's working. Yep. Hopefully. Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's all I needed to know. Everything's sorted and we're back on track. Oh, right. So where did I get to on my list of questions? Sorry about that. Do so, you yeah, have a you... favourite setup? Do I have a favourite setup? Do you... yeah. Um, I'm very partial to the natural setups, to be honest. I do like the acrylic nests. They do make life a lot easier. Like, just maintenance-wise, they're quite easy, and obviously viewing them is really easy. But I am quite partial to making my own natural formicariums, as you know, with my big tanks. Um, I just like to try and keep it all as natural as possible, if you know what I mean. Um, even when I do my tanks, I try not to use any kind of silicones or glues or anything like that, which is makes life a bit harder, <laughs> but it's definitely my preference. <laughs> yeah, It must also cut down on the cleaning time. If you've got all the clean-up crew doing all the day Yeah, work, exactly. Cleaning I mean, out my this, takes me forever. Yeah, this tank here, I literally don't have to clean it at all. It just, I just put the food in and it does it all itself. It's brilliant, really. Um, I think the last time I actually had to take anything out that was like discarded food or anything was like at the very, very start of the tank. I don't think they were quite reaching the whole pond area. But now I've got the crabs in here as well. They'll like tackle anything in the pond so i literally don't have to do anything yeah see that'd be handy yeah yeah it definitely it makes it so much easier i mean i do still put my hand into this tank but it's got to the point that when i do you can see the ants instantly become aggressive towards me and yeah, there's, it's not going to be much longer that I can willingly put my hands into the tank without gloves on or something. Yeah, see, I've tried the natural setups, but I just don't think I'm good at keeping the plants alive. Yeah, sir. See, now these plants are really easy. I did use um, more grow lights at the start of the tank, but as time went on, I realised they're getting more than enough light. Um, I don't ever have to water this tank because it's got water flowing from the pond, which reaches 
um, it basically it flows through the drainage layer and up into the root system like that, um, which works quite well. So I don't ever have to water the tank. I don't. Yeah, it's it's just so easy. <laughs> Yeah, it must make going on holiday and things like that a lot easier because with the um, you've got the like like the fake setups, you've got to make sure yeah. you've got hum like doing the humidity, doing yeah. all that. Whereas yeah. if you've got the natural setup, like you can just put things in for them to hunt and stuff like that. Yeah, you are completely right with that. Um, I am still. I don't know what I'm going to do when I go on holiday, to be honest. I haven't gone on holiday this year. My next holiday is planned for next year. And I think I'm going to have to get someone to come in every day and check on all the ants and everything, of course. Um, someone who's willing to kill all the little insects and stuff. So that's really the task to find someone that's willing to actually deal with it. But it, I expect it. Yeah, you are right. It would make going on holiday a little bit easier, but then I've only got four, five natural setups at the moment out of 32 colonies. So there's still a lot of maintenance oh. to do on the other side. Yeah, the poor person who has to, it's your house. <laughs> when you go away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just catching up on the chat. This is like the only ant video I've watched this weekend. Your roots will be constantly in the water moisture, so they don't need much else. Water being pumped means it takes away the same water. When I get more ant colonies, I will hopefully have bioactive. Roger Bill. Hello, Roger Bill. I don't believe we've met before. Thank you for joining the stream. Okay, I'm all caught up on chat now. So let's carry on with the next question. So in your opinion, what makes your channel different from the other ant YouTubers? Oh, everyone else seems comes across us as ant experts ant nerds they know everything about everything and i feel like i'm still really early in learning all the different requirements and everything else. i know about the ants i eat but when people say yeah. oh, you, what about this one i think never heard of it yeah 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 to be honest so, i'm still like that after or 12 nearly 12 years of ant keeping i don't know how long it's been now but i'm still the same I mean, yeah, I think there's always stuff to learn. There's always new things, new problems, new questions. Definitely. I mean, the thing about nature is even if you think you've learned it all, there's always something different that someone else is going to do. Or, you know what I mean? There's always different discoveries to be found. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's... That's a good thing, really. Like, not everyone needs to be an expert. I'm definitely not an expert, even though sometimes I get told I know a lot. But I think the rawness of your channel, watching your videos and things. Oh, wow. I just saw a beetle fly. Don't know if that got caught on the camera, but that's a verity. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I? That just knocked me <laughs> off completely. Oh yeah, the the watching your videos, I just like the way you just tell it as it is. Like you say, you don't try and fill it full of pointless information. 
sometimes I feel like I ramble too much because I'm just trying to get out all of that useless information every time, you know? Yeah, no, I like watching your videos. I, there's quite a few. I watch everyone's videos, but no, I like yours. Yours are good. Oh, well, thank you. I like yours as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> right, let's crack on with another question. This is a really good one, actually. This came from my daughter. What is the most valuable thing that you have learned since starting ant keeping? Like your top tip. That is, it's probably going to be the same answer that every ant keeper gives, and that's patience. Yeah. Patience, patience, patience. When you think yeah. you've waited long enough, wait longer. Yeah, I I completely agree and with barrier. that. Barrier, yeah. Barrier, barriers that you can't keep ants without barriers. As long yeah. as you've got barriers, then think you're safe. Full easy ones. Yeah, um, I think you are completely right. Barriers are obviously so important to keeping the ants in, but it is. It is a bit of a learning curve trying to work out which barriers work the best, uh, what's suitable for some ants, and some ants can still get over some of your barriers. So it's it's about having that adaptability, I think, with barriers as well. I use Fluon for some, I use talcum powder for others, um, and I just use sheer hope with all of them, really. Most of mine were talcum powder for a long time, and then I tried the oil-based barriers, and yeah. they seem to work perfect for the ne for the Nikos, but not so much for the smaller ants. They'll just stick yeah, stuff okay. to it, and then just walk like yeah. dirt bridges. Yes, that's exactly what they do. Mesobarbus are exactly the same. Um, they're absolutely filthy. They will cover their barrier in debris and walk straight over it, like you said. <laughs> the um, the oil-based ones, the Fluon and things like that, I find sometimes it's not as good on, like, uh, cheaper plastics. So not, like, acrylic outworlds, but if you've got, like, a Chinese takeaway container, sometimes I find I have to really apply the Fluon to get it to work, um, whereas the talcum powder works much better but is much more fragile to any kind of movement or knocking and it all just falls off. Yeah, definitely. And you can see them like working away at the corners of the talcum powder. So at least you get some warning yeah. that it's yeah. going. Whereas the oil base, where it's clear, yeah, you can't you really just tell gotta... if they've made a dent in it or not. Yeah, I mean, I set a lot. Yeah, I set alarms so that every other week I go in and I reflew on absolutely everything. Right, so let's crack on with another question. Have you got any future plans for your channel? Oh, no, not really. Um, to be honest, I don't really like the, uh, making videos. Keeping ants, 
yeah. and the videos are more when people are saying oh how do you do this how do you do this how do you do this like friends and family it's easier for me to put it in a video and just send the link I never expected to be doing this sort of stuff I expected yeah. to maybe have like 30 followers that I knew and I didn't like one of my videos just got 2,000 views and I was like oh my god how many people wow. why were you watching my videos wow that's that's insane that's crazy like well done <laughs> yeah and it was just a basic um how to start your own colony i think that's what a lot of the people want to see is like yeah. how you get yeah. into it rather than because yeah. if you want to if you want to watch solenopsis you search that if you want to watch natural setups you search you or antscapes and things like that so i think i'm just like for all the easy going ant keepers not the pros well i think that's a great place to be especially in the market as it stands at the minute with all these new ant keepers coming in that's probably the best place to be yeah i love how many people are starting to keep ants like i think it's incredible how many like the amount of people that are starting to follow the amount of people you see in getting their first colony it's like ant ramblings i watch him he's just started yeah. keeping ants and like it's lovely seeing him grow and doing his bits and bobs and it's like memories to when i first started doing it and it's really like i watch everyone but yeah it's nice watching the new one the new cars as well yeah yeah no i completely agree with that i really do um i do have a couple more extra questions here as well so next question is from Ants Hood. What, what's your most wanted species that you're likely never to own? Oh, I don't know. I did one, um, the trap drawers at one point, and then oh. yeah, and then I heard that closed the jaws so fast that they can shoot like six inches and i thought oh, yeah <laughs> oh that's a bit scary. yeah see they but they, they probably can... like the harder ones yeah okay the trap jaws can use their jaws to like you say create that backwards momentum and it can like jump them backwards it is pretty cool to watch, but they are, like you say, one of the harder species to own. For me... Yeah, I would definitely not... No, go on. I would, def I would definitely not be tempted by any of these tiny ants that everyone keeps. But I can barely see them. So yeah. None of them. <laughs> okay. That's fair enough. So what was yours? I did have some monomorium at one point, but they were, like you say, so small I could hardly see them. But um, the colony actually died out after a while. It didn't do that great. Oh. Yeah, a bit of a shame. But it happens, you know, not all colonies work. Yeah, I had that. I tried keeping um, Manuka rubidia. And I yeah. kept them in the test tube. They weren't doing well. So I, I moved them into the natural setup. 
They still, yeah. she still wouldn't lay. And then I sent her off to her friend who had kept them before, but he couldn't get her going either. And then they did just die out eventually. Nah, that is a shame. But yeah, it does happen. It does. Can't explain why with some ants. I mean, some ants just refuse to lay. I've had a Campanotus hercularis queen in a test tube since November last year. She has laid one egg and decided to eat it in that whole time. Yeah. It's frustrating. It, it can be very frustrating. Campanotus hercularis is one of my favourite species of ants as well. So I was really, really excited to get them going. In fact, the tank that the bullet ants are now in was going to be their tank originally, but they just never took off to a point where they needed it. Answered, yeah, yeah, my daughter. Answered, my um, daughter does have um, paladins, but I don't keep them. I would never have bought them, and yeah. gifted them to her for her birthday. So I didn't even buy them. They were sent oh, to us for amazing. free, very kindly from Aunt Davy. Yeah, so they would never have come into the house if it was my choice. That is amazing. Aunt Davy is an absolute star for that. I'm just going to move my camera because I want to show you the crabs are out. It's such a rarity to see these crabs. I just want to get them on camera. <laughs> so you can see that. There is yeah. actually two, two of them out at the moment, which is cool. Like I say, quite rare. Let me just move that back. I'm trying not to show you the rest of the tank because Wednesday's episode is a massive multi-species tank episode and there's been huge changes and I don't want to spoil it all before the video release. <laughs> <laughs> I've already set the reminder to watch that one. Oh, brilliant. I think Honestly, you're releasing it on this. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're releasing it, it on the 17th, I think it said. Um, yes, Wednesday. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Wednesday at 1.30 UK time. It is probably my best video I've ever made. And I'm really, really proud and excited about it, to be honest. I couldn't wait to get it out, but I, I've had to tell myself not to put it out today and put it out on Wednesday like I should. And, you know, I'm just so excited. I'm like a little kid. I just want to show everyone. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure it's worth it. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, um, so back to the questions. I'm going to just chuck in my fight piece on that. My dream species that I will probably never own is army ants. Now, I, I love army ants. They're absolutely awesome. Can't wait to... Ah, brilliant. Thanks, Ed. Absolutely awesome army ants, but they're pretty much impossible to keep in captivity due to their space requirements and the amount they eat. Um, ideally, and this is sort of like a dream I've had, I'd love to have like a huge, huge like zoo size enclosure that I could put army ants in. But again, they would just kill absolutely everything. It wouldn't be able to have like 
multiple species. It would just be a massive, massive killing zone for the army ants. So I don't know if it's even doable or possible, but I'd love to keep army ants. They're absolutely awesome. Antshood is asking what army ants? Which army ants? Um, I couldn't tell you what they're actual species is called the ones you get over in the, the jungle in the tropics hood um i can't remember what the actual species name is called but they're pretty pretty big nasty scary ants they don't really set up nests they're always on the move they um they devour like a new space of the forest every single night um, and every single day, and then they'll move on to another space, taking their entire nest and brood with them. It, like, they're so interesting in the fact that they don't, like, they're not a stationary ant, they're like nomads, they just keep roaming and eating as they go. And, like, yeah, they're just really cool, interesting ants, but really aggressive and super hard to even think about keeping. Have you, have you ever had a mass outbreak of ants, Aaron's asking? Have I? I have. Um, quite often, actually. My polyrachis dives, it, these ones that um, are on the camera right now, have the ability to leave whenever they want. Although I keep a talcum powder barrier round the top of the tank, that's just to keep, like their general movements in if they actually decide they want to leave they just climb straight out of the wire um which connects to the pump now i've done this deliberately so that if they leave i know there's a problem with the tank the last time they did it there was probably about a thousand of them on top of the tank by the time i got to it and when i looked in the tank it had been that the pump had stopped working and all of the water from the pond had drained through into the drainage layer and actually flooded the um, soil a little bit. So it was more moist than it should have been, basically, um, which basically caused them to move out of their nest and look for a drier area, which happened to be the top of the tank. Now, I keep the room that the tank is in at a lower temperature to what they like, so they like to stay on top of the tank and still conserve that heat. This stops them from roaming around the whole house. And basically, it's like a, a warning system that I use. If there's a problem in the tank, they're all going to be sat on it and I need to sort it out. So that's about it. Apart from that, I don't really get many breakouts. I'm pretty good with the barriers. I'm pretty good at putting lids back on. Um, and I'm... I wouldn't say I'm really good at connecting tubes. I'm just slightly better than Hood, I suppose. And <laughs> um, what about you? Have you ever had any <laughs> That's not, that's not. Um, my Niagers used to get out all the time, all the time. But um, that was cheap nests. That was before I moved on to the better quality nest. And my Flavus used to get out a lot, but they would never leave the nest area like they wouldn't go more than like six inches away from the nest so it weren't a problem but with the nikos okay. what i've done is i've with the nikos i've barriered the top of the setup but i've also barriered yeah. 
like a very thin layer around ground level so they can't climb up on the glass on the sides to get to the lid. So I know once they've got over their lower barrier, then I know it's time to worry about the top. So there's two barriers they've got to get through. That's a really good idea, actually, a really good idea. And it keeps... Sorry, go on. And it, it keeps, like, having the lower barrier. So I have a barrier, like, close to their substrate, about a centimetre up. And then there's no way that they can get up and dirty the, all the walls or run around. Just it makes it maintenance a lot easier because I ain't got to worry about the the top until they get through the bottom. That yeah, like you said, that's a really good idea. Actually, it's like um, an extra step. Quite often when I'm using the oil-based barriers, I will do a really thick layer exactly for that reason so that i can see them starting to work their way through the bottom way before they reach the top and actually escape um interesting that you said about flowers not wanting to leave um that's probably because they're really they love living underground they even forage underground they very rarely actually come up to the surface unless it's to like take in that extra heat and maybe forage a little bit but Lacius flavus actually spend like 90% of their time underground, which is more than the average ant, we could say. So that might have been one of the main reasons that they didn't do a massive, massive breakout. The big ones couldn't get out. They would just um, pop around and then they'd go back in themselves. So I didn't ever bother blocking it up. They were never no hassle when they did get out. They wouldn't go far, so just left them to it. That's always handy. That's always good. I have one more question here for you, if I can pest you with this last one. Will you ever show your face? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Will you ever but show your I'm, face? But no, I won't be putting my face on YouTube. Well, I've got a teenager. I've got that. They don't want to see videos of me on the internet. Yeah, that's fair enough. I kind of thought the same about myself, but I'm already all over the internet and everything in a way, so it's too late for that. Right, I'm just going to go back through the comments section now, make sure we haven't missed any other questions. Flowers are probably the best species to do. Oh, by hood. Sorry, I didn't see that. Um, da, da, da. If anyone else has any questions for Ants England, please do comment them in now. I'm just going back through. Uh, way better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to find out the species of that um, army ant and 
put it on a video or something. Oh, Antscapes, you did see the beetle flying. Brilliant. I wasn't sure if it was on camera or not. That is such a rare sight to actually see one of them take flight, especially in this tank. They just, I don't know why they don't. They just don't. Um, right, so we've got a couple more questions coming through. Uh, we've got one from Aaron, Aaron Jackson, saying, what would you do if you didn't want to keep a colony anymore? Well, I would obviously be crazy, because ants are awesome. I would gift one, or if it's native ants, then I might be releasing them in the garden, but obviously in the summer, not in the winter. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure if anyone's yeah, got an ant colony that they don't want, let people know. People will volunteer to take them in. Yes. That is 100% true. I would definitely do the same as well. If I couldn't handle it, I would find someone who could, I, I probably wouldn't release mine because, oh, the beat was a flying again. I don't know why. Um, I probably wouldn't release mine simply because the colonies, um, even my native ones, they're getting to that point where they would impact the local environment that I put them into. Say there's another ant colony in that area that I don't know, they would then be competing for food. So I'd probably... I probably wouldn't release them for that reason, but yet again, I might. Like, It's more about, for me, trying to find someone else to take care of them. At the end of the day, I've taken them on as a pet and not uh, not just a general insect outside anymore. Um, so, yeah, I think there is actually, I can't remember which website it is, but there is a ant supply website, which if you have a colony that you need to get adopted, they have a service for that. Yeah, oh, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't, I can't remember which website that is. I'll see if I can find out and put it in a, in a video or a stream or something later on. Because, um, yeah, it's just such a good idea because we don't want colonies, like, getting euthanized and things like that. Not really. I... I have heard of cases where people have had to euthanize their colonies and it, it just seems a bit wrong. Like, it just seems unethical. Right. Yeah. So let's yeah, see definitely. what I do. See, I, if, I released mine out, if I released mine outside, then I feed yeah. all the colonies out in my garden anyway. So they wouldn't be battling for food. I would just have to try and keep them apart i'd have to put plant pots at the other end where there's concrete yeah. and then feed them separate so i'd still have the responsibility of keeping them it's just not indoors yeah see that's that's fair enough i do actually put food down for the ants outside as well i have a large colony of laceous lavas right in my back garden um i'm always feeding them and I've actually got a colony of laceous nigel which sometimes works its way into my kitchen which I'm not too bothered about because I know they're just coming in looking for food. I put down a bit of food by the back door. They take it and they go back to their nest. Whereas my wife is a little bit less happy about the ants running around on the floor. Well, five years ago, I would have been the first one out in the garden putting down ant powder to stop 
anything coming in the house. And it seems like yeah. since I've kept, kept ants, I've not had any try to get in the house. So I don't know if they can smell the ants I've got. But I, thankfully, I don't have wild ants trying to get in. I'm, I'm not sure if... So in my experience, with the colony which comes into my kitchen, they have climbed into the multi-species tank before, which means they like they hadn't smelt or realised there was the polyracus dives in there. Um, let's just say it was a bit of a massacre. The polyracus dives just tore them to pieces. There was only like two or three which made their way in overnight, um, must have fell in and not been able to climb back out because of the barriers. Um, and yeah, they just got torn to absolute pieces, basically. The polyracus dives loved that. But they never went back. I've never seen them even climbing up the sides of the tank again. So maybe they learned their lesson. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Don't want to hopefully. repeat performance. No. All right. So we've got a question from Ryan from Antscapes. What is the best sugar sauce? you've used for your ants? I am addicted, well, the ants are, to ants' antique sugar snaps. And yeah. I use that for all my colonies all the time. When I was using honey, after a while, it would crystallise and things like that. So I yeah. use all, near enough, all my food is the sugar and the ant ladies and cotton candy and she's got the pumpkin yeah. one out. I've got that one. But all of the different colours, they're what I use. Wow. See, I I basically just use the Ant Ladies Cotton Candy with most of my colonies now. Uh, it's so easy. And like you say, you don't get that crystallisation. You don't really get many issues with it. I think it's got a much longer uh, kind of lifespan as well when it's in the tank. Um, but yeah, all my colonies. Yeah, and it and it's it. yeah, and it lasts six months in the fridge, so you ain't got to worry about anything. Yeah. You just put it in the fridge, pull it out when you need it, and you can yeah, yeah. dilute it. Handy. Yeah, I mean, I bought one of the really big bottles from the Ant Lady, or oh, ages ago, and like you say, it just lasts so long. It's brilliant stuff. Yeah, I think um, Ant Antics has earned a fortune off me buying these sugar snaps. Yeah. He's finally yeah. started selling them to me in the huge bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's where you need to get. Because I was going through probably one of those smaller bottles at least once a month, every couple of weeks. So it, it's worth investing when you start yeah. getting more and more ants. Um, Creepy Boy 9. Why did you want to keep ants or was it a thing you wanted to do? Or why was it a thing you wanted to do? Oh, right. I hate all insects. Didn't like anything. The thought of an insect coming near me would terrify me. And then I got ill and then I was spiralling on YouTube watching Ants Canada. And then I thought, yeah. I want to keep, I want one. I want one, and I caught one one ant, just one worker ant at first, and I sat there for about three hours watching this ant clean itself around. And now, Mark's like, like you really get your honey, and then he went and got me a 
colony a couple of days later, and that's where it all started. And that was the start. See, I think that's oh. Canada. Get... Yeah, oh, I yeah, I know. I know it's awesome. I think Ants Canada actually gets the majority of people into ant keeping these days. Um, oh, where did he go? I look away for a second and he's gone. Um, yeah, he gets a lot of people into ant keeping these days. He's got a brilliant channel. We can't knock him on his channel, but I will say I've stopped watching Ants Canada lately. I just I can't can't deal with the content anymore to be honest but he does get some amazing footage he knows a lot of stuff and let's be honest it's an amazing channel that helps the community massively by bringing more and more people in yeah, no matter like no matter what like, i with the videos that you and hood put out and the urban ant keeper put out about um the seven arenas like after it was totally out of order yeah but um, before he went this way like the amount of people he must have got into the hobby yeah well it's almost every conversation like if you have a conversation with an ant keeper you can say what got you into ant keeping and i'd probably say about 90 percent of ant keepers will say ants canada they watched an Ants Canada video and they got really into it and wanted a colony for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is fine, brilliant. Like like you say, I his older content, I'd much prefer his older content. Um it's it's just gone downhill lately. But let's get off the subject of Ants Canada because we don't want to talk about him all night. <laughs> 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 Um, we've got a question from Ant Ramblings. How are your messes and how often do you check on them or feed them? Um, well, I check, on, I check on my ants like several times a day. Like they're in my living room, so I can't avoid them. So I see them all the time. But the messes, I probably only feed once a week and I'll just chuck in a few seeds. Sometimes I'll offer them protein and I will give them a little bit of sugar, but it's mainly the seeds. They don't really take much effort, do they? You just leave them to it and they'll do it then. So as long as they've got water. water. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As long as they've got those seeds and the water, I mean, they're pretty much self-sustaining. I, I give mine protein once a week and carbs once a week, but they generally will only take the protein um, I found that if my redheads will be more active than my blackhead messes. Um, can't tell you why, but yeah, the redheads do quite enjoy their protein, whereas the blackheads really just aren't bothered at this point. My my mess of Barbaras, they don't seem as fussed by the protein, but I keep um oh Oh god, I have no idea how to pronounce it, but it's is it Mesa Laborious? I keep them okay, as well yeah. and they love protein. Like they yeah. seeds they'll have the most. If ever I put in it, it will demolish it straight away. Yeah. The same with the sugar. They'll eat they yeah. eat normal ants. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I do think having that 
the seeds and the water is the most important part for messes. And obviously, you said that you check on them like several times a day. I'm actually the opposite. I try not to check on my ants or I try not to look in the nest of my ants more than once a week, if not like once a month, simply because, well, mesobarbarous are so sensitive to light. I don't want to put anything to like dampen their spirits. Um, my queen from mesobarbarous took about six months to start laying eggs. So I was always a little bit iffy about her anyways and being extra sensitive. But now, now they're getting into a larger colony. They are less sensitive, but I, I don't really like checking on them too much. I just watch what's going on in the outworld. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. When I say checking on them, I'm like the nest is covered. Like I don't feel the need to. If I oh, lift okay. up the nest cover, then the queen runs out. So I don't stress her out. Don't pester the nest side. It's the outworld I watch. And I don't touch yeah. the shelves because if you touch the shelves, they go crazy. Yeah, you're completely right. They they don't like light. They don't like vibrations at all. Um, most ants don't like light or vibrations, but I do find Mesa are just an extra, um, what's the word, extra sensitive genus. Especially in those early family stages. Yeah. They're like, they're like a yeah um we've got another question i think this one's for me from creepy boy nine do they attack the beetles i assume you're talking about the polyrachis dives um they do and they don't so they kind of bully the beetles being the best word for it um if the beetles get in their way or try to steal their food, they will have a little nip at their legs or just have a little go at them, it's, you know what I mean? But they won't actually attack them to eat them. It's more of a get away from my food now, you silly beetle sort of thing, rather than a, I'm going to chase you down because I'm hungry. I'm not sure what would happen if I stopped feeding the polyrachis dives. I do feed them a lot of food regularly and I've I constantly put in more and more food in for the other inhabitants as well, just to stop like um, com competition for food and fighting. But if I was to lower the food, they might well decide to kill each other. Um, I'm also fully expecting that at some point the ants will outgrow everything else in the tank. I mean, I'm on about one and a half thousand ants at the moment. Um, it probably be a couple of years, but this colony could grow into the hundreds of thousands, if not more, where the queens are polygamous and they can breed within the nest as well. Um, so we're looking at like a couple of years time, they might decide to kill absolutely everything else in the tank. But we'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> Um, any other questions? Do you, will they stay? Will they stay in that? Gone. Will they stay in that tank forever, or will you eventually have to move them into something else? Um, the ants. Hopefully, the ants will stay in this tank forever, simply because it would be an almost impossible job to try and get them out and into a new setup. I could do it. I've already 
planned ways to do it, but I'm hoping that they'll stay within this tank for quite a long time. The idea is that I'm going to take off the whole top section of the tank and have an extra two or three foot built onto it. So it just gains more height and gives them, because they are boreal, they don't need more nesting space underground. They need more height. So as they build more satellite nests, as you'll see in my video on Wednesday, I'm just going to add more and more height. Um, so hopefully this is their long term home until the end of the colony, if it ever ends. Honestly, I don't know if it ever will end because the fact they can reproduce within the nest. Um, as long as I don't do anything, they should just keep going forever, really. Um, we've got another question here from Aaron Jackson. Who is your favorite ant YouTuber? I'll let you take this one. Oh. <laughs> um, I like I like everyone different reasons. So I like Antscape. I think he makes some beautiful setups. I like your natural setups. I like I think Hood's funny. I like yeah. oh, I don't want to leave anyone out. I like the some of the smaller channels like Ants Knowledge. I love him. I think he's great and Ramblings. Um, I like Urban Ankeeper. I think he's funny. Oh, yeah. and the Colonialist. I miss miss him. And the same. I think KB's gone quiet as well. I watch a lot of his videos. Who's your favorite? Yeah. Um, my favorite. I honestly, I don't have a favorite anymore. Um, I don't think I ever did. Like I said, I love. All the different YouTube channels. I love Ants Hood. His videos always make me smile. He's just got such a great demeanor and gets brilliant footage. I love Antscapes, his bioactive builds, the way he describes things as well. It just You can tell there's that passion behind it. I absolutely love that. I love the colonialist because of his knowledge. And again, his, his footage is top notch. Um, Urban Ant Keeper, he makes me laugh. He's just, you know, he does some really great videos as well in a style that's slightly different to other people. Um, it's really hard to pick a favourite. I'm just going to say I like them all for different reasons. And everyone's doing a brilliant job, in my opinion. <laughs> um, another question. Yeah, yeah, good. They're all good. Yeah. How do you find that out right there? So I have no idea what that's about. So I'm just going through the chat as well. I want to drill a hole and attach. Yeah, um, Antscapes, that's basically the idea, drill a hole and attach a larger setup. But the it's just the drilling part that I worry about because it's got an active colony in it and all of that. Like I don't just don't like the idea of it so the idea i've had is basically one i've put forward a few times you cut through a uh, plastic bottle in half you keep the top section and you put a vinyl tube through the lid um, and then you fill that leftover hole with cotton wool and uh, cover the inside of the bottle with fluon this way if they climb up the outside of the tube they 
get to the top inside section of the lid and they fall off due to the fluon. And if they go up the vinyl tube, they go through the lid section, through the um, cotton wool barrier that you've put in place and into the new enclosure. So that's pretty much what I've got planned. But it would be a matter of encouraging them to actually move, which I think would be the hardest part of getting them to move out of the tank. Um, ants England and ants on a rock. What would you say is the best colony to start with? What would you think? Last year's. Last year's. Yeah, I mean, I I had my Definitely last year's Nigel for for probably a good nine to ten years before I actually started venturing into other colonies. I, I they're easy. They're natives. You don't really have to think much about their requirements. Um, they're really interesting ants as well. And when they get into higher numbers, they love to swarm all their um, foods. They're just really cool ants to watch and easy to keep. And yeah, it's it's a great starting place if you're looking at getting into ant keeping. Um, just going. Through, and they're really hardy. It's really hard to mess up keeping lassies. Yeah. Like they they do everything on their own. Even if you forgot to feed them for a little while, they'd be fine. You don't yeah. hard with. Yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, I actually dropped a test tube full of Lacius nigra at one point. Managed to get them all back into a test tube. And the colony just carried on like nothing ever happened. Whereas if you did that with some ants, they'd never lay eggs again. And that would be the end of the colony. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've just about got through all the questions now. So I'm just having one last check. Da -da -da. Uh, how do you get Lacius to move out of the test tube? With a lot of luck is what I'm going to say, basically. Uh, Lacius, Niger in particular, <laughs> do not like to move. They they will stay in until there's... Uh, they'll stay in until they all die, basically. Um, light probably won't work with Lacius, Niger, because they're not that bothered about the light. Um, heat... They're not too bothered about heat. They're not even bothered about if the water will run out. They'll stay there whilst it's dry. Your main thing with Lacius Niger is just patience. Um, and giving them the environment that they want to move into. If your nest or setup is like perfect humidity and perfect kind of setup for them, and the test tube that they're in isn't, then they're going to prefer to move out straight away but it's really down to the queen being stubborn and i find that all lacius niger queens are pretty much as stubborn as my wife <laughs> um yeah totally agree totally agree I've yeah apart five, from that i've waited five well, months for my night I've waited yeah. five months for my Lassius Nigers to move before 
and you you can't force them. They'll do it if it, they'll do it when they want to. But don't blame your wife. <laughs> oh no, she's all right. She's all right. She knows she's stubborn. Bless <laughs> her. <laughs> um, I will, Aunt Lamlins, I will honestly put a queen straight onto the nest. I want them in as soon as I collect it next time. See, what I found with Lacius Niger is they absolutely love natural uh, formicariums or um, just that kind of setup. So I had some which were in a test tube. I thought they were going to stay in the test tube for a long, long time. I put them in a tubs and tube set up with a few, in, well, not even an inch, a few millimetres of sand um, and a drainage layer because I felt, oh, yeah, I remember. I had half sand and a little bit of soil area so that I could put some mosses in there, which would help keep it kind of humid in one area. Um, I didn't darken, no, I didn't expose the test tube to light. It stayed dark. I just opened it up and kind of sat it in. I looked the next day and all the ants had moved out of the test tube, even though there was still water, it wasn't moldy. There was no real reason for them to leave. They just preferred to go and dig. Now I do find this a lot with Lacius, especially the Nigers, that they would rather dig than sit in a um, acrylic or glass formicarium of any kind. They would, dig at the first opportunity and that'll be the last time you see the queen basically um again my colony of lacius nigers the imposters which are doing better than all my other colonies um i put their test tube on top of the outworld section and almost straight away they moved out and started digging a nest i suppose this is just because they can make it to how they want it the right size right humidity and right spacing but that's that's the only thing that's really going to speed it up. I'm waiting to hear a large slap sound here. Uh, you won't hear a slap. She knows she's stubborn. She she takes pride in being stubborn. So do I. Um, what is the best setup for Campanotus Hercularis? Paul. Oh, that is a hard one, buddy. It is a hard one. I always wanted to use a natural setup for my Hercularis, but I've never got to that point of doing it yet. So I couldn't actually honestly tell you what would work better. I have very little experience with Hercularis yet, um, apart from, you know, trying to keep them. Um, and I do think that is the end of all the questions now. So on that note, we're going to say no more questions. We're going to give Ants England a well-deserved break because we've absolutely grilled her. Is there anything else you want oh, to say? Can Ants I just England? Tom? Can I... yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say thank? Can I just say thanks, like everyone who's tuned in, and thank you for having me and inviting me on to do this this was the first time i've ever been live with anyone so i just want to say thank you and thank you. that's it thank you <laughs> now it's been absolute pleasure having you on everyone signing on has been amazing as well with some brilliant questions for you um honestly i couldn't be happier that you were on the stream i've had so many people asking to get you on um wanting to ask questions and just wanting to 
do this chat. So I'm really glad that you did decide to come on. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, no problem. No problem at all. Right, well, we're going to end the stream there. Don't forget to sign in next week, everybody. Next week, we're going to be at an earlier time of 7 o'clock, and we're going to be carrying on all the way until 10 o'clock. 7 o'clock, we will be having Ant Holifer join us for his interview, and then I will be doing a lot of talking afterwards. <laughs> So I hope you've all enjoyed this stream. And as always from me, I'll see you again, Ant fans. <laughs>